Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. Teenagers are funny. I have had the opportunity to attend some activities here at Summer Educational Program 2022 on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College in Edmond, Oklahoma. Right now, 120 campers have inundated this campus with their energy, with their enthusiasm, their fresh perspective on life. I get to go to some of their activities, their sports activities, and write about them for the website pcg.church. Last Monday, I was attending a flag football game between two of the boys' dorms. And one of the campers there somehow managed to insult my nationality, my home state, the fact that I was writing the article, the length of my socks, and one of the books that I taught him in English class this past year. And yet, it was all quite an uplifting experience. Now, how many people do you know who can pull that off? That was an experience, an interaction I had with one of the wonderful teenagers here. And it was just really, really funny. I'm, I'm still laughing about it a week later. And obviously, if you think about it, when you have 15 teenage boys living together in close proximity for three weeks, it's going to be pretty funny. Each dorm, 15 campers, there's four boys' dorms, four girls' dorms here at Summer Educational Program 2022, and they are really having the time of their lives. They're laughing, they're having fun, they are exploring, they're enjoying all kinds of activities, they're learning about two different ways of life as well. And that's something that God's work really does try to emphasize to the young people, that there are really only two ways of life. We try to show them how fun God's way of life is. Summer educational program is an excellent example of how fun God's way is. They are making friendships, building or making lasting memories. And these are things they're going to look back on decades from now with a smile. What they're doing here at Summer Educational Program 2022. But there is a lot of education taking place, as the name of this program would indicate. It is called Summer Educational Program. There is a lot of education going on. Now, the messages these young people have received here have really been encouraging. They have learned a lot. 
they have been reminded constantly that God's way can become their way of life. They can make it personal. It doesn't just have to be the way of the Philadelphia Church of God, the way of their parents or grandparents. They can choose it for themselves. And what an opportunity that is. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 14 shows that our young people are in a special category. They have unique access to God. They have an opportunity to choose God's way of life for themselves. They were never called out of the world to be a part of this. They were probably just born into it. And yet these young people can choose God's way and live it for a lifetime if they want to. Now, this is entirely up to them. It's completely their choice. At some point, these teenagers become adults. They get to decide the direction of the rest of their lives. But isn't summer educational program vital to them? This is a program that is heavily subsidized by God's work. If we added up the price of all the meals, all the activities, all the outings, all of the equipment necessary to do all of this, summer educational program would definitely cost in the thousands per camper. And they pay just a fraction of that price to attend. But that's how important this camp is to these teenagers, to God's work, showing these teenagers which way is the best way. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I just wonder sometimes if the young people truly grasp how many opportunities they do have to participate in God's work. Opportunities that would not exist for them anywhere else. My own experience makes this pretty plain to me, at least. I was able to attend Imperial Academy for my last three years of high school. I got to go to six different Philadelphia youth camps as a camper. Those are now called summer educational program. I went to four years of Herbert W. Armstrong College. I was a counselor at Philadelphia Youth Camp a couple times and a worker many other times too, interacting with the teenagers. And these are all things that I did when I was in my teens or in my very early 20s. And truly, the monetary... <laughs> value of all of that really can't even be calculated. I certainly did not put forward the amount of money that all of that would have cost. God's work makes so much of that available at a heavy discount for us, for the young people. But these were life-changing experiences for me. Going to God's academy and God's college and God's youth camp 
and even getting to travel to Australia twice for youth camp there. Once as a camper, once as a counselor. The trip I made as a counselor was completely paid for. I didn't deserve that. I don't think any of us deserve these types of opportunities. But again, God's work makes all of this possible. A lot of my peers have had the opportunity to go to Jerusalem and excavate stunning Bible history and artifacts. They've been able to participate in the music and dance production Celtic Throne or plenty of the other Philadelphia Church of God musicals as well. I got to (laughs) dance in a very rudimentary way in two of the early PCG musicals. These are just opportunities that are unfathomable pretty much anywhere else. Activities that I wouldn't have been able to afford to do. Activities that showed me for an absolute fact that God's way is the best way. And that's what's so important to show the young people who are here for summer educational program. It's not just that they're having fun here for three weeks, playing sports, building friendships, learning and being educated. But really, it's about how God's way is more fun than the other way. Young people are on the verge of making a life-changing decision. Very, very soon, in a matter of a few years, they will be choosing for themselves which way to go. This gets all the way back to the two trees in the book of Genesis. There is the tree of life, and there is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which really is the tree of death. That's the tree where humans decide for themselves what is good and evil. It seems right unto them, but it leads to death. Here is the way God records this choice that we all have to make. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. To God, it really is that simple. There are two ways of life. God's way of life is on display during summer educational program here in Edmond, Oklahoma, right now with 120 teenagers living this way to the fullest, a busy, packed schedule, lots of activities. They're enjoying radiant health and high energy and lots of fun. And they are being educated God's way. They are being encouraged to choose life. But again, that's their choice to make. 
no one is going to stop them if they want to choose the other way. We might trick ourselves into thinking there's more than two ways. Out in the world, it might seem like there's millions of different ways. But ultimately, if it's not God's way, it's the wrong way. Now, I've also had a lot of negative experiences (laughs) with my interactions outside of God's way of life. And by that, I mean, I did go to public school for a long time. I did work in the world for a little while. And there were plenty of experiences in that where I could tell which way of life was better. When I went to public high school, I was surrounded by a lot of teenagers from very wealthy families. Most of them had hundreds of dollars in their wallets. And not because they worked for that money, but because their parents gave it to them as allowance every week. It was almost like their parents didn't want to spend time with them. So they threw money at their children to get their children to go off and do something and leave them alone. There was a really high rate of depression, alcohol, and drug use at my high school. I don't have the stats on that, but just looking around, I could tell from what people were talking about and what they would always brag about doing on the weekends that that they really were involved in things they shouldn't have been. And if you think about it, what causes people to make choices like that? To abuse a substance like alcohol or a drug. Doesn't that automatically show that something is missing from their lives? Doesn't that show something fundamentally wrong with that way of life? Are they really truly happy if they are making those types of choices? Why did they feel the desperate need to get into alcohol and drugs? And other things, too, that were really bad. Why? Here's another verse that I think illustrates the point pretty well. This is John 10, verse 10. Notice the contrast between the first part and the second part of this verse. John 10, verse 10. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill And to destroy. I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. We often focus on the second half of that verse. Jesus Christ talking about giving us this abundant way of life. But what about the other way of life? Outlined in the first half of that verse. Again, it says, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
when I was in public school, my locker was raided by a fellow student. He stole my shoes and then wore them to school the very next day. He wore them to our meeting with the vice principal where I tried to show the vice principal proof that this kid stole my shoes. He was wearing the shoes in the meeting with the vice principal. And he just brazenly lied to her face about stealing my shoes. And he was allowed to walk away in my shoes and keep them. Now, I don't care. I have plenty of pairs of shoes. This happened a long time ago. (laughs) But it does match up with the first part of John 10 verse 10 there. It is a dog-eat-dog world out there. People will trample each other to get to the top, to gain any advantage for themselves. That is how it is with the vast majority of people, not everybody. But you know, you know just using common sense that most people, if they knew they wouldn't be punished for it, if they knew they could get away with it, most people would steal from you and leave you for dead. That is just how it is out there. And yet here, as people practice God's way of life, belongings are not locked up in a locker when we're away for a while. People's belongings are right out in the open, right out in the middle of the room, in the middle of the hallway, And no one worries about their things being stolen. It's a different way of life. It's a life where people show love for each other and outflowing concern and care for each other. And they don't steal all the time. Now that might seem like a simple thing, but how common is theft in society? When people choose that wrong way, how common is it? And not just theft, but all kinds of abuse and violence. Plenty of young people have played a game called the knockout game on the city streets. They'll see a 75-year-old grandma walking, sneak up on her from behind, and knock her unconscious. Pretty much leaving her for dead. Just for fun. There was a video of, well, really, I think it was a cab driver and a couple teen girls in the back of the car started attacking him while he drove. And then he crashed full speed into a wall with those teen girls in the car. And this guy's body was mangled. I think it looked like he was already dead. And the girls just nonchalantly climb out of the back of the car and start looking for their cell phones. That was the only thing they cared about. They left that man for dead. Now, look, these might seem like somewhat 
extreme examples, but they're all a product of that wrong way of life. Stealing, killing, destroying. Entire cities are on fire practically every week these days. It's hard to even read the news because of the barbarism and savagery that people regularly practice. God offers us a different way of life, and he offers protection to those of us who choose this way of life. We don't have to be abused and victimized in such a way. God is offering us a fun way of life. It's literally more fun than the other way because there are no side effects to this kind of fun, the kind of fun that our teenagers are enjoying at summer educational program. There are no side effects. It's a wonderful way of life. It's the give way of life. The way of life summed up by one word, love. And love is also another way to describe God's law. There are specific principles and rules that if we put them into practice, our lives will vastly improve. God promises it. He is our creator. He knows what is best. He wants us to realize that his way of life is the best. It's not just fun. It is better than the other way than the way of death that so many people have chosen. I mean, this, this is a serious decision. God wants us to be fully informed. He wants our young people to be fully informed before they choose. Will they choose life? Will they choose death? It's up to them, but they need to be fully educated about each way first. They need to understand some of the threats, some of the drawbacks, the devastating consequences and side effects of going the way of death. They need to see in actual practice how God's way of life is fun, how it does get results, how it does produce awesome blessings. God actually challenges us. And he says, if you will just give your life to me, if you will put me first, if you will obey, you won't even be able to count all the blessings I will pour out upon you. This verse here, Malachi 3 verse 10, is specifically about tithing, but you really could apply it to every part of God's way of life. Malachi 3 verse 10, the last part says, prove me now, says the eternal, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. This is our creator writing to us in the instruction manual for mankind This instruction manual, the Holy Bible that tells us the right way to go. 
and he promises to flood us with blessings. Psalm 37 verse 4 says he'll give us all the desires of our hearts if we delight in him, if we joyfully practice his way, if we choose his way, if we choose life, we will be unbelievably blessed. I've experienced it. So many people I know have experienced it. Our young people have a chance to make that choice and experience it too. God's work is a work that helps people make choices. It's, it's a work where if you have a question, just go ahead and ask. If you want help proving what we believe, just ask. Match up your, the answer that you receive with the Bible, prove it true, and then choose this way. Cold, hard experience shows which way of life is best. Don't take my word for it. Choose it for yourself. Prove God. See whether he will pour out all manner of uncountable blessings on your head. And let's keep on supporting this work that is saving children, that is helping children make the right choice, a work that is helping children choose life. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.